All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Thirty minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What is good, everyone? It's the Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take. As you can see, Nick Alberga flying solo. Jay Rosa working the firefighter gig. Don't fret; he is coming up in about five minutes from now. Three hits with Rosie. It's been award-winning the last couple, so a lot to live up to. I think coming up from Rosie, as you see on your screen, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at the Golden Muzzy, and a rare matinee affair here for the Maple Leafs uh, in their final game before a four-day holiday break for them, not back in action until next week. They're hosting the Philadelphia Flyers in the next-gen game. We'll get to that in mere moments. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out, and uh, don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. You can visit it right now. I have a game preview up for you, uh, up for you as well. Also, some prop bets and some bets in general you can look at moving forward in the NHL. A seven-game card, um, an eight-game card, excuse me, in the NHL on this Thursday. So looking forward to that. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line down in the chat below here on YouTube. As we've been doing the last couple of days, we'll get to them. A lot of good questions the last little while, so certainly a lot to live up to as we move forward here on the program and getting set for the holiday break. The Leafs are feeling really, really good about life. Uh, you see it on your screen as well. Carlo Koliakvo, former Leaf and co-host, the first up on TSN 1050. He'll drop by in about 10 minutes from now. Um, I'll probably ask about the Dan Kelly situation just to wrap on that. I know I've got a lot of, a lot of engagement and uh, activity in social media the last couple of days revolving that hit uh, back on Tuesday against Tampa. 
Speaking of the Lightning, they laid a bit of an egg last night against Detroit. So a bit of a buffer zone here for the Maple Leafs if they can pick up two points against the Philadelphia Flyers this afternoon. Conceivably, could be seven points up on Tampa. Um, but again, they still got to take care of business here. But could be up seven points on Tampa going into the holiday break. And that feels pretty damn good to me, if you ask me. So uh, Carla Koliakvo is coming up in about eight or so. But for now, we're going to get over the boards. It is uh, the annual next-gen game. Well, I guess depending on who you ask, it's the annual game. Uh, apparently, I'm um, talking to somebody over at Sportsnet, I believe. Um, there's been nine next-gen games, which I find it hard to believe. I think somebody's incorrect on their math. I, I could only count three, but nonetheless, I love the concept. I love the game. And the Philadelphia Flyers and John Tortorella in town this afternoon. Again, note the start time, 2 Eastern time, 12 Mountain for this one. Rasmus Sandin won't play due to that neck injury. Um, so Jordy Ben cracks back into the lineup. I'm curious to see him after an extended time off and, of course, banged up. But as we know with this Leafs team, have not missed a beat with all the injuries and all the concerns. They're 10-2-1 without Morgan Riley in the lineup. He should return at some point in time, maybe as early as next week. And that's been a uh, evolving story for this Maple Leafs team. The other being Ilya Samsonov. I don't think anybody in their right mind could have expected Toronto's goaltending uh, to be this impressive early on in the season, but it has. Uh, you look at Samsonov's numbers on your screen right there. Uh, 9-3-0, 1-9-8, More impressively, not to jinx anything, but he has been sensational. Letter perfect pretty much on home ice. 8 0 0 and two shutouts for Ilya Samsonov. Of course, his last game back last Tuesday, I believe, I was in attendance, so I remember it. And that 7 nothing shutout victory against the Anaheim Ducks where the Leafs just laid the wood to the Ducks, but Samsonov was steady, especially in that first period against Anaheim. So again, this has been an evolving story, pretty crazy story at that. It has to end eventually, and there's a nine-game point streak on the line for the Leafs on home ice too, but I just don't know if it's going to happen today. You have Philadelphia in town. As long as the Leafs play their game, and that's a, the big if, um, they should take care of business. Of course, back on November 2nd, a 5-2 win for the Maple Leafs. If you do recall, we had a clip go viral from the show after that game, um, wondering if Austin Matthews should have dropped the mitts with Travis Konechny. Yeah, that game. So think about that as we move forward into this game today. I wonder if there'll be any retribution. Very, very unlikely, especially from this Maple Leafs team who can make their uh, talk on the board, on the scoreboard, uh, do the talking for this game. But you know Philadelphia is going to try to be physical as hell. But it really is intriguing when you look back at that matchup, the role reversal in terms of where these two teams are going. Since November 1st, Toronto 16-3-4, Philadelphia 6-13-6. And when they played that game way back when, uh, the Flyers entered the month of November 5-2-1. Toronto was 4-4-2. So again, a complete role reversal. And the Leafs, without question, feeling good. But this could be your classic letdown game. Let's hope it does not happen. And I'm sure my man Rosie is going to talk about it here in Three Hits with Rosie. Here it is. Hello, folks, and welcome back to Three Hits with Rosie. Quickly, number one, I want to touch on the whole Dan Kelly linesman thing. I know we talked about it today on the show, but on Twitter and stuff, I'm noticing like an alarming amount of chatter about that being justified. And the player just needs to listen to the ref when he says, get off the ice. And that's what happens when you don't do what you're told. And I'm just shocked at that because I just dare you to venture out to say the NBA and a referee grabs you know uh 
a pretty, you know, a, a high profile player on a high profile team and just starts roughing him up and shoving him like down into his chair on the sidelines. NFL game, ref grabs a player, just starts manhandling, shoving him, shoving him. You know, we just all watched the the World Cup of soccer. Imagine a ref grabs a player and just starts shoving and throwing him around. It's just unprecedented and it doesn't happen. And then some people are like, well, stop being a pussy, man. It's hockey. Like you guys got to toughen up. It's like, exactly. It's hockey. It is a tough sport. It is a physical sport. Why are the linesmen in there causing that much chaos on a simple little scrum? They should back the hell off and just let the players deal with it. And then they're always in there chiming off, being in the background. Hey, boys, clear it up. Hey, hey, let's go. Let's go. Period's over, boys. Period's over. And they do that. And then it dissipates. For a linesman to do that, you're setting like an outrageously bad precedent. So I can't believe the chatter from some of the weirdos on Twitter that think that that was actually okay. Number two, we're getting Morgan Riley back here pretty soon. And also get the feeling that some people lately have been like, oh, maybe we don't need him as much as we thought. And hey, we've been playing real good without him. And it's like, dude, I don't think you realize how beneficial Morgan Riley is to this defensive core. I mean, offensively, he's a defenseman that chips in majorly and he's a presence felt on the power play, which hasn't been clicking lately, but just his overall presence in the decor, I think is much more than people give him credit for right now, because the back end has been so on fire without him. It's been a revolving door of people and players, and they've honestly just been such a strong character back end right now and I feel like it's Geo and some of those guys holding it all together but this guy's played 675 games in the National League he's only 28 years old all for the Maple Leafs he's got like 390 points in that span this guy is someone that we value and will need very much come playoff time so I'm looking forward to his return and I don't think anyone should get any good ideas about him being used in any fashion for luring you know a high-end forward or different defensemen or any craziness like that I feel like we need Morgan Riley on our back end as much now as we ever have and I'm looking forward to having him back looking forward number three we're looking at uh, the game here tonight the Leafs versus Flyers I know you can say this is a sleeper game and the Leafs should win this one but if they get caught with their pants down it's like every game that the Leafs play right now could be one of those sleeper games where hey if uh you know, don't take this team lightly because they could still beat you. It's like, that's what happens when you're a better team than every friggin' team you play. People are going to say, hey, let's make sure we're ready for this one. I know we beat these guys, what, 5-2 last time we played them. But like, let's be ready for it. Like, that's going to be their identity for the rest of the year because they're a really good freaking hockey team. They're going to go on runs where they get a ton of points and they get a ton of wins and their players are all going to start doing, you know, special things and have season career years. That's the direction it's headed. And if you think that, you know, the flyers in their state are going to come out and beat the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow, I just would bet money that they won't. I got my money on the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't even know what the lines or anything is. I'm just looking from a standpoint of a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Philadelphia Flyers. The way everything's going right now, I don't see Philly doing very much at all. And I look very much forward to the Leafs building to this onslaught of character wins that they are now used to. So let's keep it going, hopefully. Leafs Nation, back to you, Nikolai. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So certainly something to monitor moving forward this afternoon as the Leafs get set to host the Philadelphia Flyers. In the next-gen game, and don't forget the Jay Rosehill revenge game. Yes, a former member of the Philadelphia Flyers and also a former member of the Toronto Maple Leafs, as he likes to bring up twice a show. Uh, Tim writes in, good morning. Uh, Sean writes in, hello from Timmins. Uh, you guys have been staples of the program the last couple of days. Appreciate the support and certainly looking forward to this one uh, between the Leafs and the Philadelphia Flyers. Hoping to link up with uh, Carlo Koliakvo, uh, former Leaf and co-host, uh, first up on t- TSN 1050. Uh, in mere moments here to get his thoughts on this next-gen game. And I uh, I believe we are ready to bring in Coco now. Uh, Carlo, what's going on, buddy? What's up, Nikki? How are you, man? Not too much, my dude. So you're Italian. I'm Italian. we got to get this out of the way. Do you have the prototypical big Italian family? And do you guys have fish on Christmas Eve? That's the big question. Yes, we do. Yes, I do have the prototypical big Italian family. But um, I'll be honest with you, we do things different in my family. Over the last couple of years, it's always been a Christmas Eve tradition to do the fish and the get together. But as the family has grown, it's been really difficult to get everybody together on Christmas Eve. And it's become very annoying to show up and then see people leave like a couple hours later because they have other commitments to go to. So we kind of we, we came to an agreement with the family that you know it doesn't have to be on Christmas Eve. We can still celebrate it as a Christmas Eve tradition. So every Saturday before Christmas is the day we all get together, and nobody has an excuse not to be there. So we did we actually did it this past Saturday at my house. We had forty people over, and it was an amazing celebration. And it was tables full of fish and lasagnas and the fish salads, you name it, buddy. It was a, it was an unbelievable spread and an unbelievable time just to gather with friends and family again for the holidays. That's the best part about it. With an Italian fest, you'll never be full when leaving. I love the tartufo never. at the end. Maybe some <laughs> sprinkle some limoncello in there, some panettone, like everything's on the yeah. board, right? Yeah, the cold espressos, his little, uh, little uh, taster afterwards too. So yeah, we, we, we had it all down. And the best part is, is that 
everybody complains when they first come that they see all the food and they're like, holy cow, who's going to eat this? But you don't worry about that when you're actually enjoying the meal because afterwards everybody leaves with leftovers. So there's no better feeling than waking up the next day and enjoying the leftovers of the food you ate the day before, even though you try to squeeze it in because you're so stuffed, but you find a way. I could not agree more. Let's get to the Leafs talk. Uh, the next gen game coming up here, the Leafs and the Flyers this afternoon. Again, no, note the start time to Eastern time. Uh, what do you think of this concept? Personally, I love it. Uh, it's been around since 2017 now. I love the afternoon games, Nick. I, I've been preaching this ever since I retired that I actually wish the NHL would adopt more of an afternoon schedule um, if they could, because there's no better feeling for me as a player. And I can speak on behalf of myself and how other guys feel, but like getting up in the morning, having a quick bite to eat and getting to the rink and playing, because the thing I hated the most near the end of my career was like waiting around for the game to start. And I always felt like I had more energy. There was more even energy in the crowd because, you know, people, you know, would not waste their days leading to the games. You know, people at night, sometimes they've had a long day and they only have the energy to really get up for the game. So I love these games. I love the fact that the Maple Leafs have found a way to implement more of them into their schedules. And I know it's hard because they're such a primetime team. But the next-gen games, I mean, you look at the, the games they played in the past, they're always exciting. They're always full of goals. And um, what better way to celebrate a Thursday afternoon and some hockey on the tube? So I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I hope that they find a way to do more. I just love the irony of the fact that they have the fucking Grinch in town, John Tortorella, and this whole thing. That, that's the cherry on top for me, you know? <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. He has been acting like a little bit of a Grinch lately. And look, I, I, I've i never played for him. I know tons of guys that have, and there's guys that love him, and there's guys that hate him. It's just who he is and, and what he does. Um, he has a method to his, to his madness, the, the way he coaches and certain things that he tries to do to spark players, healthy scratching them, benching them, calling them out of the media. I don't necessarily agree with most of those tactics. I believe that in today's world, in 2020, 2022, there is a certain way to get the most out of your players out of respect. There has to be a respect between both parties. And I think the biggest part of that is, um, you know, having uh, trust in each other, but also, um, you know, there, there has to be a level of communication that, you know, each person can have with each other without being publicly humiliated. And you think John would have learned a little bit about that with his time with the media um, when he was away from coaching. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to take away someone's beliefs when they've done it for so long and have their beliefs as to why they believe it can succeed. That's John's way. And uh, no one's ever going to change it, unfortunately. <laughs> Carla, I love to give the guy credit, though. He doesn't care who you are. Like, I, I, my theory is that him and Tony D'Angelo were going to get along because they're both Italian. That lasted about 20 games, and he was in the press box. And, of course, there's a lot going <laughs> yeah. on behind the scenes. So at least he's consistent and doesn't care who you are. And that, that should that. stand yeah. for something at the very least. But, uh, yeah, it's been a struggle for Philadelphia the last little while. I want to get your sort of, um, you know, ideology behind this because you are a for de former defenseman, 14 years in the NHL, former Leaf. The Leafs are 10-2-1 without Morgan Riley. Can you make sense of this for me? It's hard to. It's really hard to because um, of how important he is on the back end. But 
you know, you got to give the Leafs a lot of credit, and in particular, Sheldon Keefe a lot of credit. I think Sheldon Keefe has coached his ass off for this team this year. I mean, you, you think about the built-in excuses that could have been created with this team, you know, with the goal, with the goaltending question marks coming in, with the goaltending injuries that they dealt with, you know, playing a third-string goalie for, you know, a dozen games and all the injuries on defense. He didn't make it become a built-in excuse. He basically said, it is what it is. Find a way to move on for it. Let's find a way to be better for man. And I think what we have to come to appreciate from, from this Maple Leafs team during this stretch without Morgan Riley is that they've bought into playing the best version of team defense we've ever seen this team play. And it goes to show you that it sometimes is not necessarily who you have on the ice, but it's it's the way you tell yourself you need to play. I mean, the thing that I've noticed a lot, you know, especially since Sheldon Keefe has taken over, I know they like to utilize their skill and their speed and even they like to stretch the zones a little bit. But sometimes that, you know, that plays in the risky play because you're always looking for the home run play. You're always looking for the cute, cute play and want to be on the highlights and stuff like that. We're not seeing much of that in this Leafs team right now. They're really direct. You know, they're really, um, you know, precise with their breakouts you know they're they're focusing on the two foot passes that create speed through the neutral zone instead of the 10 foot pass that could create a turnover and it's amazing some of the success that they've had with the good defense that they've played to the offense that it's led to and is this a sign of maturity i, I think it is you know especially with a young group that let's be honest throughout the struggles they've still proven that they're a really good hockey team and i know everyone's going to say you know, yeah, they've shown they can do this in the regular season and let's see what happens in the playoffs. I'm one of those guys saying it. Like, I, I, I can't discount the fact that, look, they've been, they've been playing amazing hockey. They've shown that they're a really good team, but it's hard for me to still believe in this group because ultimately the belief is going to be how they change their, their fortune in the playoffs because that's ultimately what it's going to be. This season is going to be uh, banked on. So, um, but Credit to the defense and especially the young guys like Sandine. Remember, he held out this 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 offseason right up and through training camp because he wanted a bigger role. Well, look what he's done with that bigger role. He's taken advantage of it. He's played really well. And now it's unfortunate he's not playing tonight out of precaution. But even a guy like Lilligren, I mean, you're finding out what you have within your depth in your organization. These are all positives for this team moving forward, and especially forward through the trade deadline where there is expectation that they will potentially upgrade it even more. Personally, I love the uh, next man up approach. Like it's been amazing to see that. And to your point, like they have not skipped a beat regardless of who they've been uh, missing in their lineup. So assuming full health and that Muzzin won't be back, because I think that's the expectation here. What would your ideal six man D corps look like? Uh, we'll include seven guys for six spots, Riley, Brody, Giordano, Sandine, Lilligren, Hall and Timmons. And of course, the graphic on your screen to help you out. Well, I think what this does is you've clearly filled a hole with the Muzzin absence because I think with him, you know, potentially not being available for the rest of the season or, or ever again, I think the 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 nervous feeling around that was how are you going to replace him? Well, you don't have to. I, I don't think you have to go out and trade for a guy to replace him because Mark Giordano has shown that he's fully capable of being that replacement for him and. Um, you know, doing it in, in, in with, with a guy that has helped find his confidence back. I mean, Justin Hall, all the criticism he faced early on the season with the way he played, a lot of people were saying, well, they got to find a partner for him. Well, Giordano has sort of solidified that position. So what that does with Morgan Riley coming back now is 
you can play Brody with Riley because they've shown that they've been compatible together and they've shown that they've been counted on to be a top pairing, you know, shutdown role if you want to if you want to use them as that. But what that also has done is it showed you that Sandina and Lilligren are ready for this growth and for this opportunity on for a bigger role. So that's your top six right there when you're talking about, you know, where they fit and you know, what are you potentially adding in the replacement of Muzzin? I've said it for the longest time. I think the the uh, speculation of going out and getting you know a top line defenseman, a guy that's you know that that's an elite player. I, I think that's 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 a misconception of this team because one, that's going to cost you a lot. Two, it's going to hurt your your flexibility that you have with your cap. So, and I in an ideal world, you know what you would do is you go out and find a guy like Timmins, right? A guy that UC has potential that can probably benefit with a better opportunity in a better environment. And clearly he's made the most of it. Now I'm not saying he's the missing piece or the answer, but that's just another complimentary piece to the group that you've created. I've always suggested, look, sometimes the best additions you can go out and make are the low cost ones. Go out and find a guy that has 200 to 300 games under his resume and a guy that can go out and that, you know, that's, been able to withstand the playoff grind. I look at a Luke Shen as a perfect example. I mean, he's played more than two to two to 300 games, but he has playoff experience. He's played in Toronto before. He comes cost certainty, plays the right shot. You know, has been, his body's been durable. You know, those are the things I think they should focus on on defense. Because on defense, let's be honest, unless you have that stud guy that can carry you like the last Stanley Cup champions have had, I would prefer them to have just a group of guys that are just physically and mentally prepared for the toll and play the right way for the grind of what it takes to win in the playoffs. So uh, they, they've added a piece to that and, and, you know, they've seen what their depth has, has been, been able to create for them. Go continue to add to it if I were them. It's funny you said Luke Shen because my co-host um, Jay Rosehill is good buddies with the Shen family. We had Luke on like a month ago and we posed that question. What would it mean to you to be back with the Toronto right. Maple Leafs? And he's like, ah, right. I love being in Vancouver. We got him. We got him. So <laughs> hopefully someone look forward to uh, the next couple of months. Just reading in between the lines and I guess to wrap, uh, you're more into the conversation of like uh, a Max Domi than maybe like um, a Ryan O'Reilly. I know you got ties to the St. Louis Blues and that organization. Yeah. Do you think the Leafs should go big game hunting between now and the deadline, Coco? I definitely think they do. And I don't think they, they've they been gun-shy to do it in the past. I mean, you just look at the past deadlines, the Kyle Dubas approach is, you know, if the team puts us in a position to be there, I won't hesitate to make any deal that's going to make us better. And I don't expect that to change this offseason because you've got to take advantage of the window that you're in, right? With the the pieces that are still here and I'm not here speculating to say who's leaving or who's not but things change year after year especially with the salary cap right so um the team has done a great job in putting them in another great position we talked about their defense I, I like the Dryden Hunt acquisition I think this is a, a buy low uh potentially sell high acquisition where he could bring more. I think he definitely brings more than what you would have gotten at Amalgam because he's the perfect role-defined guy for what you need in your bottom six. You know, in an ideal world, I'd probably try to find one more of those guys, you know, for your bottom six. But you look at this team and, and a weakness that they continue to show all year, that's that second-line left-winger spot, right? If I'm the Maple Leafs, I try to find and target a guy that can go in and fill that piece, whatever it costs, so, well, what 
you know, whatever price tag it is that he brings in for the cap, you go out, you find him. I'm a big fan of Ryan O'Reilly um, from my days in Buffalo to the trade in St. Louis. I love everything that he brings, everything he represents when it comes to being a pro, being a competitor, loving the game of hockey, making players around him better. Uh, you know, being a con Smythe winner. I mean, you're looking at players that are trying to get you over the top. Look, I love Max Domi too, but if you're asking me to choose between the two, my first choice is Ryan O'Reilly just because of the, the pedigree that he has shown and the pedigree that he has created in his in his resume of, you know, performing in the playoffs. Not, not Nothing that uh, Max Domi has yet uh, found for himself in his career. So both are great options. I think if you're looking at, you know, cost for both, you'll probably get a better deal at Max Domi than you would at, Brian O'Reilly, but again, if you're putting yourself in that position, there shouldn't be a cost that that uh, keeps you away from anything to make your team better. I totally agree. Another guy I would throw to wrap in this conversation is a guy who used to be a Leaf, now with Philadelphia. He'll be in action this afternoon. James Van Riemsdyk could be another potential right. look there in the top six if they can make it work. Uh, Carlo, really, really appreciate the time. I know you do. Uh, you have some uh, last minute shopping to get to, so thanks so much for this, America's <laughs> man. Yeah, thanks. You too. And uh, happy holidays. Thanks for having me on. Go Leafs. Ciao. Take care. There you have it. Uh, Carlo Koliak, a former Leaf co-host, the first up on TSN 1050. So grateful for him to uh, make some time for us on today's show. Always a unique perspective. A, when you have somebody who played in the league 14 years the way Coco did. And B, the position too, right? Like that's the, been the bigger story for me in this Leaf season is the back end and how strong they've been with all the injuries. And Carlo was more of like a depth guy, maybe in the three to six hole in the prime of his career. So he knows what that feels like. And I thought he was a very underrated defenseman, not only for the least, but throughout his NHL career. And with that, a very underrated broadcaster. So many thanks to Carlo Koliakopo for dropping by here as we get set for the next gen game between the Leafs and the Philadelphia Flyers. The wrap up is brought to you by our friends at Points Bet Canada. I know my name is Nick. It is the holiday season. St. Nick is feeling good with a couple bets today for this next-gen game between the Leafs and the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, the first thing I'm going to look at is an Owen Tip uh, shot on goal prop over two and a half at plus money. Of course, a member of the Philadelphia Flyers, plus 135. He's cleared two and a half in four or five, and he's a local product. So don't sleep on him. He's shot hungry as of late, and no doubt he'll be shot hungry this afternoon against the, Philadelphia, or against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Some other places I would look, Willie Nylander, I hit him the other day, over three and a half shots at minus 110. JVR, as mentioned, has been shooting the puck quite a bit lately. You guys know by now I love my shot props. The JVR props at plus 115. And the last thing I would look at is a John Tavares assist. He is pointless in three straight games. You're looking at plus 120. I think that's incredible value, especially against a team like the Philadelphia Flyers. So a bunch of props to throw your way. Let's hope they all hit. And then you can thank me in the chat by subscribing subscribing and liking. So uh, many thanks to all involved here in the show. Uh, producer Aaron Bordado, Jay Rosal, another smashing hit of three hits with Rosie and uh, Carlo Koliakvo, again, um, former Leaf and co-host of uh, First Up on TSN 1050 for dropping by. And I've, I'm looking forward to this next-gen game. I love the Justin Bieber jerseys first and foremost, but I do love the aspect of it being for the kids. I know there was a funny little gag the other day about Brandon Shanahan signing uh, permission slips for uh, kids in school to miss the day, miss the afternoon, and go to the Leafs game with their family and their parents. And I think that's it's phenomenal. I want to see it grow from here. So I'm looking forward to the Bieber jerseys, and I'm looking forward to the final show before our holiday hiatus again. 
We'll be, we'll be with you twice next week, Tuesday and Thursday. So we're going to be taking off Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and rightfully so, spend some time with our family, rejuvenate, recharge, and be back with you strong in 2023. So looking forward to tomorrow's show. Rosie will be back in the saddle. We'll get some Christmas wishes and all that fun stuff coming up. For now, we're going to lay back a matinee afternoon affair, maybe a couple pops and enjoy it. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.